Our opinions aren't too tough, rough, or gruff. We are proof that you don't have to be an expert to have an opinion. So just... Shut up and sit down. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. This is Sports Stuff with Jim and Muff. Plus every single last one of the homies in the house tonight. We are all here. Hello, homies. Good. The Harper household, as usually, silent. What's up, homies? There we go. There may or may not have been a slight domestic disturbance prior to us hitting the Go Baby Go record button. But, alas, we are here, whether or not they want to be or not. I want to be here. Still silence from Nate. (laughs) Still silence from Nate. Today is Monday, October 16th, and Dana White's pissed. Yeah, yeah, that's a thing. Jim hates Peacock. Also very much a thing. Apparently, Will Smith and Jada Pinkett have been separated for seven years. Uh, I don't believe that's a thing. We're going to let that ride, though. Sorry about your luck, Chris Rock, if that is true. Very weird. And we're gearing up for the matchup of the week, as opposing sides are represented in this podcast with Penn State and Ohio State taking the field on Saturday. I still don't understand why that's not a night game, but that's besides the point. Yeah, I'm a little upset about it, personally, but neither here nor there. Um, all we have to do is just make sure nobody from the press talks to James Franklin about taking deep shots down the field with Drew Aller. Great. Good conversation from everybody. I'm glad that we're all I'm here missing, today. I think I missed something on the the Jim, the James Franklin thing. So, Well, Alex, just for you, guess what I've got queued up and ready to go? Uh, a clip explaining what's about to happen. A clip just for you, Alex. See, from... I wouldn't participate. I just didn't know I was supposed to participate in. This is a clip from the Pat McAfee show, so this may or may not get us some type of strike in the world of YouTube and across different platforms. But just for you, Alex, here is the clip in question. Last question from Zoom, Corey Geiger. Hey, good afternoon, James. Hey, Corey. A follow-up to what uh, you were just asked there about Drew. Is there a balance, though, between, hey, we need you to throw the ball deep no matter what. Just take a shot. Don't don't overthink it. Take a shot. We need to see it. We're going to call it. And, and <laughs> we need you to get some confidence in doing this as opposed to even giving a young quarterback the chance to say, hey, just check it down if, if, if it's not there. I, I don't really understand what you're saying because we would never like I'm like my skin is curling when you say just drop back and chuck it deep no matter what like like that is like I, I don't even know what you're I don't know what you're saying it's like you're speaking like send the guy in a post pattern take the shot throw it no matter your, what give your receiver a chance to make a play on the ball. Uh, even if he might be covered. 30 yards down the field, 
maybe you think he'll be open 45 yards down the field and, and like Godwin did or with Jahan or KJ. We, you, we've you, we, like, like, I still don't like you're speaking Japanese. Like, <laughs> like we, we have never done that. Okay. So Alex, you can imagine it just it. to go from there. Um, his skin was curling. His I think was crawling was the word he was looking for, but I enjoy curling. I want to see what this reporter looks like. Is he like the nerdy kid that's never played football before? Yes. Uh, apparently he's he's been he's been a reporter specific, I think he's out of Altoona. So I mean somebody that's been a part of these types of prep conferences for like 10 plus years. I think dates back to like when AQ Shipley was there, so he's around my age. So he's been a reporter there for 15 plus years. And it makes you wonder how with questions like that. I told you, but James Franklin was not happy. So Alex, there you go. Any thoughts? Yeah, makes sense. Uh, I'm laughing. I just think it's funny that James Franklin didn't even like entertain the thought and just be like, no, you know, I think we're going to keep it conservative. He's just like, what? Don't talk to me. Uh, I'm hard- let the guy have a chance to explain himself. I'll give him credit. He is very patient. <laughs> he stopped moving. Quite literally was frozen. The only thing was he was blinking his eyes. So we'll see. We'll see, Jim. We'll see if that's a, a mislead for taking some deep shots this week. <laughs> TBD. Uh, the Harper household was it a hockey night in Pittsburgh this past weekend. Nate and Sam, how was your your journey to the Berg, and uh, what were the fun eats and treats that you found? Uh, it turned out to be a real good game. They started off kind of sluggish a little bit, then they had a five on four, then had a five on three, hit a post or two. So, and it's funny listening to all those fans around you just shoot the puck. So first period, all right. Second period was a dud. And then third period, they came out with their hair on fire and scored two in, what was it, 41 seconds or so. And then I think the final ended up being 5-2. So fourth, third period goals happened all right in front of us. So it was nice. Nice. And then the food um, So <laughs> first of all, I just want to give myself a pat on the back because I picked out our tickets and they were fantastic. Um. We had Permanis for Din Din. Nate had a Labatt Blue Light for his drink of choice. I had a $6 water. <laughs> um, and then we had Jake Shakes during the second period. I highly recommend. Go ahead and explain what that is. Jake Shake is Jake Gensel's shake from the Milkshake Factory. Jake Gensel, my boyfriend, if we didn't know. Um, Dougie D, Dougie G, Jimmy G. I don't know, on your story after the Mason. Kings of Rust. Brian Rust is pretty cute, I will say, but Jake, I mean, he's the MVP. Um, so it's like cookies and cream, chocolate sauce, ice cream, all the things. I think there might be some brownies in there. And it's topped with whipped cream and a chocolate number 59. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. Everybody go to the Milkshake Factory and get the Jake Shake. It sounds like it has all the things that will clog your arteries and are a good time on a Saturday night in Pittsburgh. And you can also get Milkshake Factory at one of their other locations, too. I think there's like eight of them. Listen, as a medical professional, sometimes you have to treat yourself. Yep. Treat yourself. All right. Speaking of hockey, all the best Barry Milrose as he has retired 
from broadcasting and comment and commentary for ESPN after he was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease. Peace and peace. All the best to Barry as he continues on in his life. Uh, thanks to all those interacting again with our content and social media. As always, follow us at Sports Jim Muff on Instagram and Twitter, Sports Stuff W forward slash Jim, Amersam Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. The action verbs are like, poke, tickle, get the bell on. Ding, ding. Bing, bing, bing. Remember, we have our why weekly. So Do what? So, why so serious? Like, post, tickle, get the bell on, blah, sound blah, like blah. Nate. Sound like Nate over there. Just taking my cues yeah, from you, boss. I was going to say, when Nate calls you out for, you know, not seeming overly excited and worked up about things. Just Usually he just says, get the bell on a little bit more enthusiastically. I'm just checking on Jim. Muff yeah. asked for the verbs. Muff asked for the verbs. All right. As always, we have our weekly episodes out on Monday. And during football season, we have the betting episodes, which come out on Thursday. Make sure that you get involved with all of them. And there's still time to listen to last week's betting episode and maybe win some cash dollars. But you have to listen to understand how you're going to win them. Cash dollars. And now we get into NFL week six, 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 six. A couple more sixes. Yeah, you know what? Good. Yeah, I was going to say, you got to make sure you, yeah. Starting with Thursday night football as Thursday football brought the Chiefs against the hapless Broncos. And if there was another Taylor Swift sighting, yes, I think she was there. Yeah, she was there. I I'm gonna make a call back here, and I still contend that she's ruining sports. I mean, it's not just Pittsburgh sports now, but the national scale. But how? Like, I don't know how that she's ruining it. I'm sick of it. Well, just I'm sick of her. You're seeing everything. You're the man on the porch. We get I, first all right, of all, so, Alex, real quick, that to come later. Alex, are you more sick of the NFL's coverage of Taylor Swift or the coverage of Deion Sanders is getting? At least, least Deion Sanders is, relates to the football game. Like, at least he is actually involved in the football game. Taylor Swift is just literally sitting in the crowd. She looks like she's involved. Mom. She's literally sitting in the crowd. Well, she's not in the crowd. Choices. She's not in the crowd, That's Alex. True. That's true. Let's be honest. Her choices do not in any way, shape, or form directly affect the football game. I don't know. Travis Kelsey was looking up at her. It looked like, like, hey, that's for you, girl. Hey, hey. that's for you, girl. <laughs> Sam, Sam, when does uh, when does Taylor Swift go on her next tour? When does that start? Do you know? Um, I think it starts in like April or May. Oh, never mind. I thought we were going to get a reprieve. Unfortunately, I did not get tickets to it. I thought, so. it, I thought that some she was doing some extra things soon. Yeah. Well, was- she's. She starts her international tour, I want to say, in, like, November, maybe? Yeah, I was going to say, I think she gets to leave soon. But then her, like, U.S. leg does not start until. I feel like international will be even better, though. It'll keep her even farther away from the game. That's not nice. She goes to Buenos Aires on Thursday, November 9th. Okay. Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. (laughs) Tell us you're from America. From the Ohio Valley. (laughs) <laughs> all right the buenos aires the chiefs <laughs> the chiefs and later they're gonna go to later gators <laughs> the chiefs win this one 19 to 8 wait oh. good news though her tour is only thursday okay. Friday, i don't care 
Nobody cares. So she'll be able Nobody to go to the game on We are allowing this to happen. She's <laughs> Swifty has infected our show. That's Jim, you asked. That's we why Taylor Swift is ruining sports right there. Yep. <laughs> We've done it. You're right. <laughs> Just I demonstrated it. All right, let's get into Sunday football first. In the last game in London Town this year, but more to come in Germany in the coming weeks. In Germany. Justin Tucker felt that he had to show the crowd how real kickers play the game as he makes six field goals and the Ravens beat the Titans 24-16. Ryan Tannehill goes out in this game and couldn't really get much going. Malik Willis enters the game and could not make anything happen either. Lamar Jackson threw for a TD to Zay Flowers. A couple things that, and I don't have, I just watched highlights of this, but when we say that Tannehill went out, he tweaked his ankle and then like walked out from what I saw. It wasn't like he got carted out. He walked out okay. with a heavily taped ankle. Yeah. But like, yeah, but, there's me, but, yeah, but you can still be hurt and walk off the field and you're in power. But like, you're you the quarterback and you're in a close game. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but if people with like warm, torn ACLs, MCLs can still walk, Jim. You can still walk without a limp. Well, in my today's thing, era, you, you're Tannehill. You, if you know that you're hurt, though, and you're not going to be able to perform, are you doing more of a disservice by forcing the coach's hand and letting you stay in, or by saying, hey, I'm hurt, I can't go, full go? It looked to me like he gave up. Yeah, maybe. I didn't watch it, so you might be right. And then my other comment is Lamar Jackson tweets, boy, I don't give a damn about your parlay or fantasies. I'm trying to win. Apparently he was catching catching some heat on the Twitter or X as some folks call it. Um, he hurt me by not scoring a touchdown with his legs. So, Well, he doesn't care. He doesn't he give doesn't. a damn. So, Well, you should care, Lamar. Yeah. You should. <laughs> You know what he cares about when that check hits every Sunday. Yeah, yeah. I think this was Zay Flowers' first NFL touchdown, wasn't it? I yeah. think so. I was surprised by that. For some reason, I was thinking he had scored earlier in the season, but but those are my two takeaways from this game. Next, the... sorry. Next, the Commanders went into Hot Atlanta and came away with a twenty-four to sixteen win as Sam Howell tosses three touchdowns on one hundred fifty-one yards passing, and Desmond Ritter. Paves the way for a Falcons loss by throwing three interceptions on his own. Both teams now three and three. Which coach, team? Which team do we? Fire at Ritter. He was caught saying, "I don't know what he was thinking," so to speak, on that last interception. Well, your professional truth hurts. I, but should the head coach be saying that about a quarterback? I don't think Artie Smith cares that speech. much. I mean, if I F up at work and, like, you know, cut off the wrong leg on someone, my coach is probably going to be like, I don't know what he was thinking. All right, Alex. An interception was just cut <laughs> off the wrong leg. I don't know. Maybe he's going to light a fire under his ass, Jim. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. It's a good point. I mean, at the end, Arthur Smith can always go work at FedEx because, you know, his family owns it. Yeah, I guess when you own FedEx, you feel like you could probably say whatever you want. Good job, Muff. Good job, Muff. A lot of things there. Uh, in the game of who will blink to lose the f- game first, the answer was apparently Justin Fields and the Bears as Fields goes out 
in this game with a hand injury and Kirk no, Cousins that was wears such a his best to to plaid shirt today as the that Vikings was so win 19 Fields was out of the game way early. He didn't lose that game for them. He got a broken hand. I mean, he's out of the game. I think that's the reason. The broken? Lost. X-rays came back negative. So it's not broken. No, not, not broken. broken. <laughs> <laughs> if Muff can slant it one way, I'm going to slant it the other. You just slanted facts. <laughs> He didn't lose the game for that. I, I genuinely mean, didn't him, him not the being there. I, I wasn't even trying to call Jim out. Yeah, I contend him not being there is the reason they lost the game. That team is shitty. Oh, so the quarterback is also shitty. But it's a joint effort of shitty. But in the end, it's the quarterback's responsibility, isn't it? Okay, Muff. I mean, Ryan Tannehill. He gave I'm going to write that down. Right. He now. gave up on the team. In the end, it's the quarterback's fault. Responsibility. I didn't say fault. Responsibility. In the end. You have a notebook of things Muff said that I, he's Did you just hold on to for one day? Receipts, quite literally. All right, calm down there, Dion. Uh, this is the first game with no Justin Jefferson for the Vikings, and it shows Kirk Cousins' stat line. He only had 181 yards passing and one touchdown. Um, in the end, for the Bears, it was Shepherd, a quarterback's responsibility. Shepard alum Tyson Badgent got took over for Fields and ran for one score, but threw an untimely interception. Not his fault. He wasn't QB one. He's still the quarterback. It's his responsibility. Oh, way, so that's no, pretty exciting. Doesn't matter who Last the quarterback is. Shepherd quarterback. University out of West Virginia. Yeah, there we go, Jim. Bury the lead. I'm not going to blame. I'm not. Nope, not doing the WVU hate just yet. So you're blaming Justin Fields then? This isn't according WVU. to your logic. Yeah, I'm asking you. You just said it's not Tyson Badgen's fault, so it must be Justin Fields' fault. I have to follow what you say, Muff. Remember that. The Bengals improved to 3-3 three and three with a 17-13 win over the Seahawks thanks to two Geno Smith interceptions. While Joe Burrow had two tutties. It was his responsibility. In a shocking stat, Geno Smith was sacked more times than Joe Burrow, 4-3. to three. He got rocked a couple times, too. <laughs> like, <laughs> I looked up one point and he went down, his helmet was like kind of like smashed. He's like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, because that's not... Burrow just knows how to take a sack at this point. I watched one play. Yeah, he's becoming a professional at being sacked. Yeah, I watched one play where an unblocked uh, safety came just flying at him, and Burrow was just like, fuck it. <laughs> like, he he went to grab, like, he, he brought the ball up to about here, saw him coming, and literally was just like, fine. <laughs> just like, don't fumble. Got it. I don't understand how Cincinnati even lets that happen. Like, he just was – there was nobody even touched him. Not not like, oh, I missed it, I whiffed it. It was just like, we didn't account for that guy. It was it was an Olay, like a matador. It was awful. <laughs> awful. I guess the – and I heard another stat, like the average amount of yards per game for Mixon is like 40. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> Why are like if you've ever had a more screaming red light that your offensive line sucks? Like, come on! But they did get the win. You can see they are adjusting to that issue, like schematically. But how? How? Uh, the way some of the plays they're running, these short little drops, like he's got it all figured out. Yeah, watch out! You're one step away from Matt Canada offense. Yes. 
Well, speaking of which, I forgot to say there was a Fire Canada chant at the Pens game in the third period. <laughs> this would be expected. Yeah. Uh, the Browns take full advantage when Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel go out of the game while Brock Purdy has his worst game as a starter and ruins his undefeated streak. The Browns win 19-17. to If there was ever a game you could blame a quarterback for, I know we're going to be like, well, he didn't have his weapons. He came out in that second half, whereas people got hurt, and it seemed like he just got all kinds of anxiety. Like, Ayuk and him were perfect in that first half, and then that second half was like, he lost track of him. Well, I think once you lose your safety nets, kind of in Debo and McCaffrey, probably all of a sudden there's a lot more pressure. And that's the second time a Bills receiver has been quote unquote tricked without a flag. I mean, I mean, how many times do you do it before it becomes hey, like, stay focused on purpose? <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm pretty sure Kittle didn't have a good game. Kittle had one yeah. catch for one yard. Yes, I mean, like I only really had like, two targets, so I feel like Purdy just didn't have the right headspace. In that second half, he was definitely being pressured, which contributed, but he also missed some throws that he would typically at least give the receiver a chance. And these were throws that were, you know, not even close. Yeah. Also, I don't know why this wasn't talked about by the commentators. And I get it's Cleveland and they're a bunch of, you know, jagaloons in that stadium. It sounded like the entire upper deck of the stadium had trash cans in the stadium beating the shit out of them. Like, I, maybe it's legal. Maybe they can have drums. Maybe the they're Cleveland hitting the Indians. seats. Yeah, they started uh, – that game started intense because that game started with a, a kerfuffle. Yeah. I just – you could hear them over the audio. Like, they were drumming the shit out of whatever oh, it was. Wow. Yeah. All of this, right? The 49ers, pretty much everything that could potentially go wrong did go wrong. Yep. And they still had a chance at the end of the game to win, but they missed a field goal. Who was their field goal was from previously perfect Jake Moody as their kicker. Yeah. So it took pretty much a non perfect game and a non great game from some of the players for them to lose to the Browns. And the Browns, to their credit, played well defensively with. Uh, PJ Walker at quarterback, which also we're talking about quarterbacks that may not be committed to the cause. Deshaun Watson was cleared, know, yeah. was cleared by the doctors, but did not clear himself to play. What, where did they, I don't understand that decision either. Like, who's going to take his rub and tug ass? <laughs> He didn't get the right doctors to clear him. I bet. Hmm. What's up frustration in that, man? (laughs) The Dolphins go down 14-0 early to the Panthers, but just keep swimming for the rest of the game on their way to a 42-21 win. Tua tosses three touchdowns, and Raheem Mostert accounts for three total, with two on the ground and one in the air. The Dolphins are the Dolphins. They scored the points. Yeah. The Jags come back from England and enjoy the friendly confines in Duval on their way to a 37-20 win over the Anthony Richardson-less Colts. Trevor Lawrence tosses for two touchdowns and Etienne ran for two more as the Minshew Maniacs had nothing to cheer for this week, brother, as he threw for three interceptions in a losing effort. I will say 
that uh, I just lost my truck. Richardson looked angry that he was hurt. I don't think this man's going to learn his lesson at all. He was standing up on the sidelines, arm in a sling, pissed off as if he wanted to be out there throwing himself into brick walls. That was the vibe he gave. I mean, I I mean, can you fold him? It doesn't mean he's not hurting himself by being angry that he's hurt. I would be annoyed if I was hurt and my team was looking like garbage and they couldn't do anything to help them. Mm. I think you can't be mad at that and then also mad at I didn't say I was mad. I just don't think he's going to learn. I think he's like the minute he's cleared, he's going to be like, ooh, dump truck. Let me throw myself at it. (laughs) Very possible. (laughs) Catchy energy. There it is. CJ Strauss interception less streak comes to an end against the Saints, but the Texans still come away with a 20 to 13 win in Houston. Stroud threw for two touchdowns, and there's a viral video of Jameis Winston trying to make a point. I don't know what point that is to Avon Kamara on the sideline. Uh, Kamara was not having it, so Jameis better watch out. You think Jameis was telling him where to get crab legs in Houston? Yeah. <laughs> This is how you eat a W properly, man. Um, and real talk, what do we think the Texans are missing? I didn't get, I don't watch anything, I don't know anything. I tend to just shy away from that whole organization. But like, to hang in there with the Saints, are they really a bad team all they, around? Jim, they won. Right, I I get that, but like, what do we think are they are missing to be contenders? Like, oh. I don't know. I mean, they they have a good number of weapons. They're a, I think, a sound team in all areas. Yeah. I think some of what has not transpired as they expected is the run game. I don't think it's it's, it's been as strong with uh, Davian Pierce as they expected. Um, so that would be my potential knock. But I think overall, they're like they're just a ho hum team to me, like a team that I would expect to have like. Seven, eight, nine wins at the end of the year. Okay. Yeah, just on the outside looking in, knowing nothing about Houston. I mean, they're one, they're inexperienced as hell. They're a young team. And two, they don't have a true, like, number one playmaker. Right. And when you look at Nico Collins is their best wide receiver, and he's been like a second or third at other stops. That was going to be my comment. Nico Collins is your number one receiver, which he's done fine, but. If you had another go-to guy and he was your number two, you'd probably be better off. And if Damian Pierce was there, but you had someone else. So you have guys that are serviceable enough to keep you average, but not good enough to put you to that next level. Nate, other thoughts? No, I agree with everything in there. They just don't have someone that's – they don't have anybody that you would game plan for them not to beat you. Gotcha. Jimmy Garoppolo, a.k.a. Dougie D, left the game against the Patriots with a reported back injury and was later seen getting into an ambulance. But Brian Horrier and the Raiders hang on to beat the Patriots 21-17. to Jimmy G did toss a touchdown to former Patriot Jacoby Myers before departing. And the Patriots lose another one. Mac Jones threw for 200 yards and one interception. What do the Patriots do now? Tank. I don't think Bill Belichick has it in his body to tank, to be completely honest. He's a genius. If tanking means he gets better options and personnel, he'll he tank. Is, he's a competitor. 
Nah, he's a he's a chess player. If tanking is the best outcome, he'll tank. I believe it. Yeah, I'm with Alex. I don't think any NFL team or player wants to tank, but I definitely don't see Bill Belichick going, hey, hey guys, um, we're, we're not going to try to win anymore. Right, I say he packs it in. Mac Jones is not your guy. But no. doesn't mean you have to tank to get somebody in the either, draft. They can look at Kirk Cousins after this year if they wanted to. You know who I bet their guy is? Will Greer. And you know what? He's not even on the roster right now. So, or he wasn't dressed or whatever, active. You messed up. On the practice squad outs. Well, that, that, did they dress any backup quarterback? No, him and Bailey Zappi. Bailey yeah, Zappi was there. his emergency right. quarterback. All right. Kyron Williams are up for 158 yards on 20 carries and one touchdown, while the same old Cooper Cup seems to be back. As the Rams beat the Cardinals 26 to 9. Cup had 148 yards on seven catches with a tutty. Okay. That's, that's tanking Jim as the Cardinals. Yeah. Or they just suck. Yeah. Rams are look Rams are a completely different team when Cooper Cup's healthy. I agree. I think they're three and three. Um the Cardinals beat the Cowboys. They cannot be tanking, right? Because the Cowboys are amazing. Yeah, if you say so. I'm not saying I agree with what I just said, but um, the Jets get their first win ever against Philadelphia, forcing Jalen Hurts into three interceptions. And now there are no more undefeated teams in the National Football League. And all the Dolphins fans are rejoicing. Yeah, I didn't. I literally stopped watching this game when the Eagles were winning. And I didn't until I read this part of the notes. Didn't realize that the Jets had come back to win. Yeah, also, I, watched, I had an email to Brees Hall because if he'd have gotten eleven more running yards, I would have hit a really nice parlay. So. Oh, now when he tweets this out, Alex will be like, "I've been wrong twice." By oh, NFL I've been players. wrong thrice today. I hope he actually mentions you and goes, "Alex, I do not care about your eleven rushing yards." Oh, but, oh my God, he listens to Sports Ojo. <laughs> 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 Me too. Like, ah, you want to be a guest? You in? You in? You ready? Yeah. Let's do this. All right, Nate, take away your, your team. So the Bucks re-debuted the Green Sickles today, and that's about the only thing they had going for them as Baker Makefield was just over 50% completions today, and that offense just continued to struggle against the MCDC-led Lions. I mean, it's the same old song and dance. They can stop the run against anybody. I think the Lions only had, like, 30 or 40 some rushing yards, but 300 some yards through the air. But that defense was just on the field too much. And this is why I had no trust in Baker Mayfield. <laughs> this is why. And Baker Nate does not trust. So, I mean, they, they keep on like reintroducing, like maybe once a year, once every two or three years, right, Nate, the creamsicle jerseys. Why do they bring back a jersey that just reflects on how poorly they played during that time frame? I don't know. I mean, at least it looks cool, I guess. But if you're watching, you can see Nate's shirt. Yeah, the only other weird thing was I think they're only wearing it once this year. This was it. Okay. And I don't remember what year it was they reintroduced them the last time, but I only remember that Josh Freeman was the quarterback, so that tells you it's been at least probably eight to ten years. All right. How are we looking for the Sunday night football game as we record, gents? What's the live look in? Well, right now they're showing an injured uh, 
Giants player walking the sidelines. So right now we've got no score under six minutes in the first quarter, and the Giants are currently in the red zone. And somehow two of the Bills receivers so far have been tripped, and there's no penalty because they just tangled up their legs. I think it's nefarious. Stay tuned. Nefarious. Nefarious. And what is our Monday night prediction as the Cowboys take on the Chargers? I think Jim should go first here. Um, That's what I was looking at. I was looking for the spread on this game. Anybody know? I do not remember. I want to say it was Dallas was favored by. I was going to say, I would would put it probably Dallas minus three and a half. It is actually Dallas minus one and a half. Hmm. I would take the Chargers to cover. Like she's take the, the Chargers money line. I think I might. The money line dog Chargers? I might. Jim? Are the Chargers the money line dog? Yes. Because? Because they're getting the points. Bingo. Yes. You've done it. We've cured him, Alex. We've cured him. Well, don't go today. too far now. Don't go <laughs> For too today. For today. And other news in the NFL. And the will he stay or will he go debate? Kirk Cousins says he's not going anywhere and plans to play out the season in Minnesota, not looking to waive his no trade clause. If Kirk Cousins were to say he is on the market and the Minnesota was looking to deal him, where do we think would be the the best team for him to wind up with this year? I was I was going to say New England before you mentioned it earlier. Pittsburgh. I think there, there is actually some people that are saying Pittsburgh's not a bad option because he'll be there for one or two years and let Kenny Pickett develop and either figure it out or then you're just looking for somebody after Kirk. There's I actually is a school of thought there. I, I don't disagree with that. I wouldn't hate it. I just could see him and Bill Belichick getting along. Yeah, I feel like Kirk's trying to chase a ring, though, and I don't see New England yeah. – competing for one next year even with him on the roster yeah you really think he would get along with bill remember kirk cousins takes tuesdays off throughout the yeah, season right don't think that's that would true. sit well with bill that's true i kind of forgot about the tuesday off thing i was thinking just like i think he might wind it down he might what i think he might hang it up no i don't think he'll hang kirk? it up until he gets a ring or bill Unless he absolutely has to, I don't see Kirk Cousins hanging up till he has a Super Bowl. Yeah, he can still get paid many millions of dollars. In fact, he's one of the best at getting millions and millions of dollars for being mediocre. We'll see. Von Miller was not a fan of Tottenham Hotspur Stadium turf as he blasted the $1.3 billion stadium that coincidentally transitioned the playing surface from natural grass to an artificial surface prior to the NFL games coming to London. Why did they do that? Questioning why they even played on the field when the Bills played the Jags. Miller said on the Pat McAfee show, it just felt like it was hard and tight. It just felt stiff, like it didn't have any padding underneath. I've been playing in the league for 13 years, and that was one of the worst surfaces I've played on. End quote. Keeping in mind that the Bills did lose linebacker Matt Milano for the season after he sustained a leg injury in that game. I don't understand why they transitioned away. Yeah, I don't either. That doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, it is London, probably hard to maintain, but like soccer. Yeah, if you're everybody's doing it, it's already there. Then you have been maintaining it anyway. So why? 
Yeah, I was very, a lot of sense. I was very perplexed by that as well. Unless there is some type of agreement between the NFL, the NFLPA, that they will not play on the grass. But all they oh, like just not to tear it up. I mean, no, I'm just saying like the NFL and the NFLPA say Switch no, we don't we don't want to play on this natural grass because we're used to these types of surfaces. Now, I think that's dumb if that's the case. I'm not saying it is. Um, But for all of the, right, you have players like, I mean, I understand this was never substantiated, but, you know, the rumors were that Messi was saying, I'm only going to play on a natural grass field, so don't let me play on these artificial spots. Um, And these soccer stadiums appear to have some of the best maintained and manicured turf in the world. Yeah, seems dumb. Seems dumb. It does seem dumb. During uh, Green Bay, defensive back Jair Alexander pulled no punches after the Packers lost last week prior to their bye to the Raiders saying, and I quote, I think at this point it's pretty obvious that the defense has to not give up any touchdowns. Talk about calling out your young quarterback and your offense after a game. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. You shouldn't probably hate on your teammates in national media, but yeah, that's not going to go over well in the locker room. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, in an already struggling-ish team. I mean, yeah, I think he went on later to say maybe something along the lines of, "I think we just have to score touchdowns." I'm okay with it. You okay with it? Yep. Okay. During Aaron Rodgers Tuesday with the Pat McAfee show last week, Rodgers challenged Travis Kelsey and Tony Fauci to debate him and RFK Jr. with Pat McAfee moderating. That would be hilarious. That would would be insanely dumb. Jim, you said you wouldn't talk about this. It would be purely entertaining. There would be nothing educational about this. Can we please move on, though? You said you wanted to talk about this. I did not. In the betting show, you you said we're going to talk about that in the next episode. You literally said that. This is the second time I was time trying that to I kick can... the can down the road. Well, the can has arrived. You can't be Bill Belichick because after 10 years of Tom Brady, guess what? The can finally t- stopped. This is, I. my opinion is this is dumb. And that's probably where we should stop with that. Where we should stop or where you should stop? Well, I should stop. What do you need here? I don't have any here. Uh, Alex Nate. Would you be interested in actually seeing this go down? Oh, I would watch it. I probably honestly it would probably piss me off. If I'm being blue. Yeah, thank you. Why would it piss you off? Because it would be uneducated opinions on things that there are more educated people in the world that could talk about it. And I mean, I guess not with Fauci, but the I just think that they will say stuff that will piss off certain people and one way or the other. I don't think anyone watches this and ends happy. But I could see it being entertaining as long as you watch it for the entertainment purpose and not Nobody's for... Nobody's going to do that. I know, and that's the problem. There's a chance here to make it funny, but I feel like people will take it too far, like they do most things, and ruin it. Yes. No, I have no interest in listening to Aaron Rodgers debate on anything but football. I'd watch it for the entertainment oh, value. Watch it. I, for the entertainment value. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they'd, sh- they'd sell a whole lot of Mr. Pfizer jerseys. I can guarantee that. But the... All right, college football week seven. Hold on, hold on. Before we begin, college football. Alex. Oh, dear. Would you like to open us with a prayer? Perhaps a Hail Mary, if you will. Fuck you. 
Jim, go on. Let's talk about the Big Ten before you just destroy Alex. I'm sorry. I'm not destroying him. But the best of the college football weekend was, yay, then I'm about to puke. Those were the text messages. <laughs> oh, no, it text. was it was much better yeah, than fuck that. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm going to throw up. Was I'm exactly. going to throw up. There's and I said to myself, I am not going to respond to Alex. I was glad you did it because State I genuinely. Track game. I will jinx myself. I'm not going to say a word, but I happen to have a supervisor who had I had to have a meeting with the next day. And you best believe, I was like, how was your night? She was like, what do you mean? I was like, any uh, any religious thing happened to you last night? I'm assuming this person's a W fan. Yep. Okay. Any... I was so glad you did it because I was actually sad. Like it would have been I like wasn't kids, mess with you. it would have been like a kid's dog ran away, and then you were like, "Ha ha!" Yeah, I couldn't have done it. I couldn't have done it to you. <laughs> so, but I will get that one rib in, and now I am done. Okay, thank you. Yes, sir. College football. Go ahead, gents. Do I have to? Michigan beat Indiana fifty-two to seven. Um. Okay, all right. Let me set the groundwork for this. I'll get my head in the right spot. I had a debate with a Ohio State fan that said Michigan is the top team in the Big Ten and cited this game. Ohio State and Penn State are playing this week. Muff and I, we we do not for how what we've been friends 10, 10 plus years. Fifteen. You and I don't talk shit to each other this week. We haven't. We respect each other. Okay. So I'm going to cross over maybe some boundaries, but please, I'm not talking shit. Michigan was slow to start against Indiana. Indiana was winning seven to nothing for a period of time. Okay. Okay. Penn State, I'm now going to jump. Ohio State's performance. Penn State at no point was losing to UMass. As should be the case. Ever. We all agreed that Indiana should have been a bloodbath. So, therefore, the same result should have happened. Uh, uh, Hold on. We are like, wild. The final score is 52 to 7. I'm going to let you finish, but... I understand. I will not write for it. anybody to sit here and say that Michigan is the best team in the Big Ten... Is wrong. Pisses me off. I think, there, I think Michigan is the best better team, team than UMass. You're fucking wrong. Indiana's a better team than UMass. No. Indiana would beat UMass 40 to nothing. I, I, I don't think so. I think that you have been smoking some ayahuasca, and you apparently <laughs> you should belong in that in debate butt. with Aaron Rodgers. So. I don't think so. I think Penn State's the best team in the Big Ten. Well, of course, I don't disagree that because, with that because right now you're trying to get up. Penn State doesn't have a I knew marquee this was win. Happen. Penn State doesn't have a marquee win. Like Who does Ohio Michigan State... have? Uh, excuse me, just like, give me a second. Ohio State beat Notre Dame. So if you're going to put anybody over Michigan, it's going to be Ohio State right now. Louisville beat Notre Dame. Okay, okay. Notre Dame's still ranked. Penn State's ranked when against Iowa, who's not ranked anymore. That win to me is not uh, not, not that high. The I quality don't of a win 
goes to Penn State. Therefore, they are. Well, I disagree with you. Penn State's not the best team in the Big Ten right now. You're full of shit. Anyway, Ohio State squashed Purdue 41 to 7. I don't know how we say it squashed. They they never were in all of they never ran top notch all the time. They had two fumbles to Purdue. They had they weren't dominant. Oh my god, this guy's still falling in. No, he's been factual. Seven, I would say this. Watch out. Watch out. 41 to 7. That's no one. 41 to 7 is a squashing. Anything over 30 is a squashing. Michigan beats the shit out of Indiana, but was struggling. We're all like, they're the baddest team. You were the one that brought up the Ohio State issues. If you lose by 30 points, twice. Okay. Things happen in college football, Jim. Did Purdue score off of those turnovers? No, they missed three field goals. Okay. Wait, but the fourth was made by a Purdue student <laughs> who in a car for 40 yards. Get the man a jersey. All I'm saying is the top team of the three was Penn State. And it is Penn State. I mean, they covered. I'll give you that. I feel like Michigan covered. I'll give you that. Ohio State did not cover. So they Ohio State. Th- Are you sure? I don't know. I think it was me. 30. Maybe 33. So I have beef with the medical management I just watched. Can I do a breaking interjection for yes, medical management? Uh, so the Bills player gets rocked. His head goes sideways. He clearly has neck pain. And they're just like letting him walk around. Like, like I feel like he should be in a sea collar until they his neck is in it. saved a man's life. Calm down. I agree. But I'm <laughs> – I don't know about that one. Like our role is if you have neck pain, you're in a sea collar until we can 100% say that you're not injured. Ligaments, neck, something. I don't know. All right, go on. Rutgers won 27 of 24 against somebody. Didn't have the, the... You're not just going to just totally gloss past the fact that they were Who did down they by win? Eight... If he gave me more info. In Michigan State. down by Michigan. 18. Michigan State. I'm okay. glad that you keep up with college football in the Big Ten, Jim. That was like the one I'm good sorry, game. I didn't watch really. the Rutgers game, asshat. You have to Illinois watch gets their first Big Ten win of the year, beating Maryland. Maryland lost their second straight. Illinois wins 27 and 24. Good win out of Illinois. It was a good game. Maryland looked flat. Looked like they were hungover from the Ohio State game. It was kind of disappointing that that happened, but it was a good win by Illinois. I want to. I want to go backwards a second. Yep, go ahead. Can we please just for a quick minute talk about your feud with Peacock and the Ohio State oh. game? Since you, since you, not just my fucking feud, buddy. Well, tell tell the world because this was a Everybody big deal. This was, was a big deal. Off. And wait till you guys have your games on Peacock. I want you're gonna have the same bullshit. I don't know. I watched a game on Peacock this week and it was fine. What game did you watch? I think I was watching part of the Ohio State game and didn't have a problem. You only watched part of it. Then. What was your problem with Peacock? The stream paused all of the time. Was it your connection? No, because everybody had said the same thing across Twitter. Huh. Okay. Hey. Don't. It's Twitter. You. So it was true. <laughs> and. The announcers were shit. They didn't know players' names on both sides. They did zero research. Okay. Like Thursday night Fox. One was Notre Dame bias, and I don't understand why. Because he wasn't. They were Notre Dame wasn't even in the game. But it's Peacock, Jim. It's NBC Network. He said the word "we" several times when talking about Notre Dame. Like who was it? I don't. Nobody knew their names. They were like oh. third-rate announcers. <laughs> They weren't even like popular people. It was just shit. And the fact that you have, there's actually Ohio State, or yes, Ohio State legislature is trying to pass laws now 
because that's a good use of their time right now. Right. Well, it's it's a Columbus bud. So that you have to have the local channels play the games. I don't think the local channels have enough money to put up against Peacock and NBC. It's going to be law, buddy. (laughs) I wish it would do that for every local team. Like in West Virginia, you get the West Virginia game on a local channel. Ohio, you get the Ohio State game. Yep. But yeah. So Peacock is shit. (laughs) Shit. I think it's ridiculous. I have to pay $5.99 to watch the game. Oh, I throw the same damn fit about ESPN Plus and college basketball having watched like so many WVU games on ESPN Plus. I think it's bullshit. I live in West Virginia. I should be allowed to watch West Virginia's. My taxes go to the university. I should be able to watch the freaking basketball game on TV. Fair point. <laughs> Fair point. Go ahead. You can take over the other teams. I will win the battle of defense taking down Wisconsin 15-6. to six. I feel like in the betting show I predicted this would be like a maybe like a 17 to 10 game or a seven to 10 game. I can't remember which one I said, but I was like, mm, dangerously close. You, you had, you had on, bust in year one now. Yeah, no, he hasn't played. He needs, he could be, but not yet. Wisconsin's not really a total bust. I mean, I don't think I was a terrible team. I think they're terrible offense. What would it take for you to say that there's no consideration for fickle in year one? It was constant to be a bust, Jim. How many wins does that take for you? He's got to break. He's got to break over five hundred for me. He's got to go to a bowl to not be a bust. So unrelated is they're six. They're four and two. Not really unrelated, I guess. But does does Iowa go like eleven and one and have to fire their offensive coordinator? Yes, we've talked you've about this. You've asked that before. Yeah, you're, you're, we've <laughs> said yeah, he's probably been fired. Yeah, nepotism, Alex. It's got to happen. Gotta have. I know that's just wild to me. I'm like, they're gonna be in a Big Ten championship game, and then, and then you have you get fired. But I would love they... to see. This is what I would love to see. And Muff, get ready to bring out the torches. You and I will argue, and I'll even throw in straight Ohio State bias. I'd like to see Ohio State run the table, go undefeated. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sure you would. I would okay. like to see Penn Thank State you. go undefeated. Thank you. I I knew it was coming. Then I would like to see Ohio State or Penn State beat Michigan, Ohio, and Ohio State be the only loss. And then the powers that be in the Big Ten go, other side of the Big Ten, go fuck yourselves. Penn State, Ohio State, run it back for the title. Yeah, they just can't do that, though. I would love that. I think America would love that. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. I mean, it's the whole concept now behind getting rid of divisions, but I'm just saying that. And then if Penn State beat Ohio State, Ohio State, you don't go. You don't go to any uh, playoff. You get the Rose Bowl. Sorry. See I don't think you can do that because then you're going to have two one-loss. You're going to have a one-loss Iowa State and a one-loss Penn State at that I point. don't care. That That's what I said. What have you done for me later? Yep. See you later. Well, didn't work for Penn State last time. They won the Big Ten Championship. But I, I think, right, if the playoff committee goes, well, Penn State only beat them by a point. Ohio State can still go. No, we are the Big Ten. We've made the decision. Big Ten won the last one, or Penn State won the last one. They go. That makes sense. Are you going to do that for every conference then? Just the conference champion goes. Yeah, sure. Beautiful. That would be interesting if you all, if it was just a tournament of conference champions. Yeah, let's do it. 
I wouldn't hate that. That's the worst thing that could happen. Because then you could have that Texas has a chance at running it back. Let's do it. Let's do it. Go ahead. On the All right. So I'll just rip the band-aid off. You're going to skip it, but I'll give you that. W- you hit her hard. No, no, no. It has to happen. So on Thursday night, I watched the Mountaineer football game. There were 12 seconds left when Hudson Clement scores a miraculous touchdown. I mean, I lost my shit. Lost it. West Virginia boy scoring Dana Holgerson's face. Dana Holgerson throws his headset. Sad Dana. Loved it. I mean, I loved it. I was so excited. Garrett Green gets a little excited as well. But he waves to the Houston fans and gets flagged for an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. Not not knocking it, not disagreeing. You gotta you gotta handle yourself. 15 yard penalty. So 12 seconds. So they get two plays off in 12 seconds. Understandable. All I can think is with seven seconds left when they run their last play, if you're 15 yards further down the field. That ball just made it to the goal line. Even if they catch the Hail Mary, is it in the end zone? You know, everyone's like, bat the ball down. He should have bat the ball down. I agree. But there was a problem before that, and it was the penalty. And that's where this loss lies. My chest hurt. I had physical chest pain. I really did think I was going to vomit. I thought I was going to cry at one point and vomit. That would have been awful. And it it just comes down to, I remember the beginning of the season, hearing that WVU would be dead last in the Big 12. Okay, I'm going to close my eyes and ears. Let me know when it's over. And here it is. The last play of the game. Gives it up to the end zone. Oh, my God. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo, he says. I mean, it. We were we went over that close to being a five and one team with wins over Pitt, wins over Dana. Our only loss coming to Penn State, who is an obvious powerhouse, and you're coming up from the fact that people thought you were going to be dead last in the Big Twelve. I'm not gonna lie, having four wins already, and it being October, when you were supposed to be dead last in the Big Twelve, is not a bad place to be sitting. No, not even a little bit. Five and one. Now, Alex, I want want your thought on this, right? Heartbreaking, terrible. I would have been saying multiple bad words and terrible phrases just like you were. I probably would have broke a TV. Right. So a lot of of anger is understandable and emotion is understandable. Uh, There are some people, when I say people at this point, I think there are multiple major outlets, like sports outlets and, and commentators that are chatting about why is Hudson Clement not in the game as part of the last line of defense? As somebody who can jump up and bat the ball down, is that do you, right? Is that something that you, as a view fan, are upset about, or is it just it is what it is now? No, I'm not upset about it. I mean, if they'd have done it, I wouldn't have been upset that they did it, and I'm not upset that they didn't. I guess okay. like if you you know, there's probably other defensive guys that are built and play somewhat like Clement. I think that 
I don't know. I was laughing. I was talking to my stepmom today and she's like, Alex, because your dad was so, I mean, just beyond beside himself and God bless him. My dad is a Mountaineer fan through him. Like I got it, honestly, like the man literally loses sleep over West Virginia, like recruiting news. Like he loves it. And my stepmom said he was sitting in the chair and he was so excited. He just got a brand new big screen TV this week. And he's watching this game and she says he scored and the man is losing his mind on the touchdown, right? She says he just takes the remote and just like throws it behind his back, like gently, not enough to break it, not enough to break anything. Like the neighbors were there and he start, gets up and she's like, he had to go upstairs by himself. And I tried to follow him like, it's okay, Scott. And he just puts his <laughs> hand out and he just stops, <laughs> stops her. He's like, no, no. And he's like, he goes upstairs and just disappears for like five minutes. And we're all sitting downstairs like, He's not going to make it. And he just comes back downstairs and she tried to say something else. And he was like, and then she's like, he sat there for like another minute. And then he's like, okay, I'm all right. It's like, it is what it is. He's like, his emotion. He's like, he literally had to walk away. I was like, I get it, man. I get it. I really thought that story was going to be, he threw the remote to the new TV. (laughs) No, no, he's, I will give him that more credit. He is. He has more control than that, but oh, I broke something. <laughs> but I, you. Lost, he just went... <laughs> I think that's why he had to go upstairs. So he didn't break the new TV. The kids that would be like, Dad, oh my gosh, like Dad. And I think it's he just needed ugly. it. All right, all right, all right. You good? I'm good. I'm glad eight. I got that. Thanks for giving me that platform. Yep. <laughs> number eight, Washington beats number seven, Oregon, 36-33. Washington, they're, they're the team now. Yeah, I, I'd say, especially after number 10, USC, and Caleb Williams lose to Notre Dame, 48-20. to USC looked like doggy poop. Yeah. You know, you're not, not going to give Notre Dame any credit? Like, doesn't that help Ohio State's? Ultimate cause if things don't go perfectly. Notre Dame season. lost to Louisville, man. And Louisville just lost a pit. Uh, Notre Dame needed that game to save their season. Yeah. yeah. I, I will say back, backing up one game for the Washington Oregon, Washington definitely came out on top, but that's probably going to be a rematch. And I don't think Oregon lost any ground in like I don't fault Oregon for losing that game. That was a good game. It yeah. was a very good game. I enjoyed it. So and Oregon didn't fall out of the top ten. Yeah, no, not at all over that. So, so and then uh, Bama number eleven holds on to for a win against Arkansas twenty four twenty one. Bama's just skating through. <laughs> and I, it's one of those like they're figuring out as the season goes along, and the more that they continue winning, I think the more momentum they have, which is mm-hmm. probably not good for other SEC teams. Um, but for now, they just they just do just enough. Uh, number 12, North Carolina, puts a knife in the use back uh, thanks to a Tez Walker's ultimate return to the college game. Tar Heels win 41-31. Walker was reinstated a little over a day to NCAA eligibility last week after he was ruled ineligible for multiple transfers over the last year. Uh, I thought this was a great game. I loved watching it. Yeah, this is good. The Tez Walker story is... 
interesting. Um, Mac Brown had been advocating for him and Tez Walker even said, I'll be on the practice squad this year just to be involved. Um, he was reinstated. I think it was last Thursday or Friday prior to last Saturday's game. So didn't have a lot of lead into that. So this is really his, I think his big return is he had a big game. Mm -hmm. Georgia holds on and beats Vandy 37, 21. Where do we go with Georgia? Like, are they on the Bama level? No, I know Uh, that Brock Powers got hurt in that game. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big blow for them. If he continues to miss time, Florida state, Spears Syracuse 41 to 3. I thought it'd be closer than this. Like I didn't think it'd be a giant blowout. Syracuse they had their I think so their oats early and now things are just falling falling mm-hmm. falling for them. Number 14 gets attacked by number 14 Louisville gets attacked by Pitt losing 38 to 21. The wheels fell off for Louisville. And Pitt stayed in it and was scrappy. Good this is Pitt's Pitt. This is Pitt's uh, second-string quarterback because their starter is now a tight end. Very impressed with this win from Pitt. Uh, I'm going to skip this one. We'll go to FIU introduces their Miami Vice and Pitbull, Mr. 305 uniforms, and field designed against. I, I don't know what you're trying to do there, Muff. The cool, the cool uniforms. Oh, you blame it on somebody else. Okay. It wasn't, some, it wasn't me. Cool field. Win 27 to 14. What do we think about this game and the uniforms and whatnot? How much money did FIU spend on Miami Vice night? I don't know, but they had the they had the Lambo and behind the end zone, I think. Yeah. My like I just feel like FIU, like of all schools, you know, it's like how much money do they have just to have a fun Miami oh, Vice night? Pitbull. Yeah. This could be could be a generous gift from from Pitbull to the and I have deal with Pitbull. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, yeah. the the field was pretty cool, and apparently they have multiple different field designs that they have throughout the year, which is pretty cool that they continue to mess with that. The uniforms were what I expected, right? Because we'd already seen them pre-released. Yeah. Um, but Rocky and Rowdy beers, Nate, you brought this to the attention. Yeah, and I, after I did, I just remembered, too, I, I think you're not allowed to cash in on name, image, and likeness for alcohol or anything. Because technically, most of these players are under age 21. But if they're not, you need to jump at that opportunity, whatever local beer distributing company. And then lastly, Stanford comes back hella points and beats the Buffaloes 46-43 to in double overtime. Coach Pry, he was not happy. Well, that's what happens when you. Yeah, Ryan. Go ahead, good Alex. No, no let no, your light, I, let your light shine. No, I just mean you talk a lot of shit and you talk a lot of big game and you, you know, you you have to be willing to take these on the nose. I mean, if you were going to make a scene, what? what I just, I'm curious. When is I'm he not talking, saying, what shit is he, he talking? Talk what scene? He yeah. literally constantly is like, "We're taking but, receipts. It's personal." Blah, 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 blah. We're the what best. What he said? What has he said about Stanford? Nothing. I'm just. It's not just about Stanford. It's about the entire show of things. If you want to go take a one and eleven team and end the season with four wins, you've improved by me. By all means, I won't take that from you. The program has improved, but when you make a show out of it and then you're losing these kind of games, 
Like, if I'm a Colorado fan, I'm pissed. I'm telling him, go in the locker room, quit worrying about the show, quit worrying about what superstars we're going to have there next week, and get your team in check and beat Stanford, who's a garbage freaking team. You want to be a good team? I care more about you being a good team than who's performing in the freaking tailgate next week. Get your shit together. Get your priorities in line. Yeah, but you were wrong that he didn't talk shit. Everything else, I, I'll go with you. Like, stop the showboating. Stop stop making yourself a spectacle. But he's never talked shit on the opposing team. This time. He's, he has in the past, but for the most part... What team did he talk shit on? He They talk shit on... Uh, shit, who... He gets Colorado, State, Colorado State. Yes. After after they talk shit on him for wearing his hat and his sunglasses. Yeah, but he still talks shit. But like that was defending. Is it is just okay if you're retaliating at this yeah, point? If you're defending yourself, I don't think that's talking shit. Okay. Uh, I think they said something about TCU. They ultimately won that game. He was keeping Fine, receipts. Whatever. Don't thought call he was it, win. Don't, then don't call it talking shit. But don't do the showboating. Don't do the big spectacle unless you can back it up on a football field. And at this point in time, you, you aren't backing it up on the football field for the amount of spectacle you're putting. Well, in, to me, this is the only game that Colorado's lost that I expected them to win. Yeah. I think the other games they lost, I think, were... But they lost bad in some of them. I mean, Oregon... Right, I'm saying, but I expected them to lose that game. You I expected them to like, lose, but the way they talked... I, you, I, don't, care. I don't really care because no. that was without Travis Hunter. It's just a huge piece of that team all said and done. I'm not saying that they win that game, but I'm saying it's probably like 21-ish points-ish. I, I think that we're missing a bigger, two bigger talking points, and that's, one, where's the line between confidence and cockiness, which has always been, always been the Dion issue. No, he's cocky. He doesn't have anything right now to be confident about. I mean, if he was undefeated or he had played undefeated except for a loss to Oregon by two touchdowns even, then you can be cocky because you you can back it up. Right now, you're still being cocky, and you don't really have it to back it up. Right Is now. he being cocky because he's putting on a show? Yeah, but he's putting on a show. That's still, to me, the that's being cocky. It's and I understand where you're getting at with this, but all of a sudden done for me, what is happening in that program right now is what's building the foundation for the future in helping the recruiting right. situation. So I understand that you can be upset about it now, but if this continues in two to three years, he's going right. to be able to back it up because of what's happening right now. And I understand it's kind of annoying and everything, but there are millions and millions and millions of dollars flooding into Boulder, Colorado and into that program right now because of what's happening. And the transfer portal, transfer portal, and, and I, I'm I'm picking WVU not despite you, but like as an example to show you, if I am transferring from Penn State, Ohio State, do I want to go to WVU or do I want to go to Colorado? Like if those would, are the two schools, where do I want to go? I would want to go to the team that's going to win though too. I mean, yeah, you can get the show, but my thing is, you the kids you're going to get. But they have they're gonna have similar records at the end of the end of the year. And they're both gonna be in the Big Twelve. Does Colorado still play Oregon? Or I'm sorry, Washington? Or Oregon State. Next year they'll both be in the Big Twelve, right? Next year. So if I'm transferring this year, year. but I'm saying at the end of the year, next year, where do I wanna go? 
in the in Big 12, do I want to go to WVU or do I want to go to Colorado? I'm going to go to the place that, one, probably is going to get more NFL scouts. Two, the NIL money is probably flowing in there. And three, it looks like a good time. Right? I mean, I see what your point. I see what you're saying. It's more attractive to a college kid to have the party around. So his show, while is annoying to us, the old men on the porch, to the young kid is attractive. I don't know. I think it's only attractive if you're winning. Ah, guess what? If I can get a million dollars in NIL, it's attractive. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get a million dollars and you're losing and you're not playing up to your potential versus getting recruited for further. Like, you don't think Dion's going to be able to get them recruited? WVU's not winning either, bud. There's no championships at, at either one of those schools right now. My other point that I want to make, and this is, I'll get to steer away from the WU point. Muff, you said Travis Hunter is a big, a big linchpin to that. Mm-hmm. The NIL situation is, is Dion have to rely on some of these home run gold mines or diamonds that he mines in order to be successful? Because that's what it looks like to me, leaning towards Alex, is he has to go dig himself a diamond for his program to win. No, no, he had to do that at Jackson State. He does, Well, Travis Hunter was the number one recruit in the nation, and he got him that, to go to Jackson State. That he dug up. Like, he had to go. He didn't dig him up. He Tra- worked Tra- to get him. Right, he had to work to get him to Jackson State, so he's obviously able to do that. Now he has more clout behind what he can offer at a major Power 5 program. Okay. It only helps in my mind. Okay. He's got to do it again, in my opinion. Do what again? He's got to get himself another one of those when Travis Hunter leaves. I mean, he just has to recruit normally now. I don't know that I agree with that. He's playing on a different playing field now. I've had this argument with other people. I don't, he still has he still has to recruit against the bigger schools. Well, he He's recruited against them at Jackson edge. state and won. And I understand there's, there's a different, there's a different differentiator at Jackson state that he was using, but now he has even more power behind what he can do than he did at Jackson state. I'm that just saying power has a ceiling. Fair. All power has a ceiling, but, but that ceiling is Texas, Bama, Ohio state, USC, you're gonna fall. Penn State. Okay, got it. Good. Penn State. Talking about top ten recruiting teams. I, I mean, I could have buff. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to slight you. But my my point here is like there. You got 10, 12 people in front of you, Dion. You're gonna have to do your Dion thing to be attractive. I don't think that's a problem for him. I think he does that naturally. Be, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's gonna be as successful. Up here in the big leagues. Okay. Go ahead, Muff. I've lost track of where we're at. College games in the next next weekend. We have 13 Old Miss at Auburn, 8 Texas at Houston. Alex, who are you cheering for? Uh, Auburn. Texas at Houston. I'm sorry, Texas. Horns up. Horns up. Okay. Just because I'm pissed off. 14 Utah at 18 USC. Is Cam Rising ever going to play? Uh, 16 Uh-oh. Duke at 4 Uh-oh. Florida State, 17 Tennessee at 11 Bama, and in the big matchup, 
at noon, because that's when big matchup happened in the Big Ten. Seven Penn State traveling to Columbus to take on number three, Ohio State. That'll be a game. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of good, I mean, some of these will be good games. I think Bama, Tennessee is going to be a great game. Duke, Florida State's a great game. I think Utah, USC is overrated matchup with, I don't think, like, really care about Utah too, too much. No. I think, yeah, and I think the last two, I don't think they'll be great games. But the first three on that list, I'm excited about. All right, another college football news with the most Vanderbilt stat ever that could be in a stadium that's still under construction. And if you watch any of the game this past weekend, hilarious to see the construction vehicle still around the stadium. You can see the dirt and everything. But in this Vanderbilt stat, their punter, Matthew Hayball, becomes the only player in NCAA football history to pass 11,000 punt yards. Hayball is a fun name for a punter. Hayball! Hayball! Keep going, ball. Hey, ball. Keep going. That That's definitely up. a one-team stat I would want to be in the records of, but congratulations to the punter, I guess. Congratulations, hey, ball. A, I guess it means he's okay. I mean, I guess you can I mean, get that by volume, but you have to hit him pretty good consistently. Yeah, I, we need to do our research to see what's his average. Like, how many times is he punting a game? What's his average punt? Yeah, like is his punt average longer than other punters, or is it actually he's terrible? He just does it a or lot. Or is it just that he's punting ten to twelve times a game? I definitely think there's a volume situation here. <laughs> yeah. Definitely part of it. Um, real quick here, let's see. Uh, in this season, he's averaging forty nine point one yards per punt with a long of seventy one. In twenty twenty two, he averaged forty five point four. In twenty twenty one, forty five point seven. This is his fifth year. So he's averaging 49 yards a punt this year. Okay, but it's his fifth year, though, so it has an asterisk in my book. Well, yeah, with the punting stat, I agree. All right, in other interesting news in sports. Interesting news in sports. Mm-hmm. First, we're going to let Jim talk about USADA and UFC. Uh, I'm going to try to be brief about it. Essentially, USADA is the drug testing uh, firm that UFC was using. A lot of other sports people, sports groups use USADA. Um, But they announced that the UFC's deal with them will end January 1. Um, They they did a big old announcement where essentially they point the fingers at UFC for ending it based on Conor McGregor. Um, Conor McGregor broke his leg in July, um, re-entered the pool, the drug testing pool in on Sunday, and then Monday UFC announced, "Hey, we're we're ending this deal," or, or told you you saw that they're ending this deal. Essentially, what it comes down to is behind the scenes, you saw it as insinuating that. They said McGregor's got to be in the drug testing pool for six months, and that made the UFC angry. They were trying to get him in there faster, uh, get him fighting faster. Um, and USADA came out and said, look, that's what they're mad about, and we're going to stand firm by it. And when they came out publicly and said that, UFC said, no, 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 that's never happened. That's not true, and we'll sue you for saying that for defamation. 
We want him to be healthy. We'll test him 37 times. We'll make sure he waits six months. But USADA is insinuating that's not true. Um, UFC never really clearly came out and said why they're ending that relationship. But essentially, <laughs> they believe they'll, their new uh, drug testing situation and firm will be better for the athlete. Um, <laughs> for the athlete's pocketbook? Yeah, probably. Um, so essentially there's this big old drug battle. Um, and Dana White plays his part in this. He acts like, well, I'm so glad that I'm out of this. I have lawyers dealing with this and other experts dealing with this. But in July, he was quoted as the saying, who cares what USADA says? So he's played his role. Essentially, they've been looking for, since day one to figure out a way to circumnavigate i mean they even have a policy that says exceptions can be made if it helps the athlete so and i've seen lots of other commentary where it's like if since they've joined with wwf this is now entertainment so essentially it could be looked at as not a sport which would then yeah if they don't drug test so i think i would take it a lot less seriously and i think that's what's going to happen and you're going to see guys come out the woodwork. Well, they're going to get hurt, too. Vito Belfort, at the age of 54, is going to come out looking like the Hulk out of retirement. Conor McGregor going to come out from his leg injury looking like the Hulk. Yeah, it won't be the same. It's not going to be the same. You're going to see and a I, lot more guys on test. Yeah, people are going to start dropping dead. Yeah. Also a possibility. Yeah, so... It's it's an interesting situation. Um, something to keep your eye on. It's funny that Conor McGregor yet again is the reason why we're talking about UFC negatively. Cash dollars. Cash money all the way. In the running world, Kelvin Kiptum breaks the marathon world record finishing the 26.2 mile race in Chicago two hours 35 seconds that is a four minute 36 mile pace over 26.2 miles i just want to be real clear like that's a four point that's a four minute 36 second mile pace we need to put some emphasis on pace that's 26.2 miles on average 4.36 minutes a mile Right? Four minutes and 36 seconds. Yes, not 4.36. mile. He kept that up. Yeah. That's sprinting to everyone else in the world, pretty much. (laughs) Aside from (laughs) world-class sprinters. If I could could maintain my (laughs) sprinting pace without tiring, I still don't think I would run (laughs) one. 436 mile in my best shape as i've gotten older my best shape i was doing eight minute yeah i was gonna say i'm like 36 seconds at my best now i'd I'd 20 minutes (laughs) yeah breaking 10 minutes is exciting for me on a mile and i don't think i keep that up right 
I was running five Ks at that average. Nuts. This is all this is nuts. This is absolutely crazy. It's crazy talk here. And at the end of that 5K, running it at maybe nine minutes a mile, I wanted to die. Built yep. different. Built different, everybody. Just like hockey players. Built different. God bless them. What do you yeah. do afterwards? What does this guy do afterwards? You know what? I'm going to put that question for the boys. Keep going. <laughs> okay. In college basketball, Caitlin Clark and the Iowa women's basketball team played an exhibition against DuPaul in the crossover at Kinnick, bringing in 50,000 fans, nearly doubling the all-time women's basketball tennis record, which was previously around 29,000 people. An exhibition game against DePaul. That's awesome. In the football stadium. That's awesome. Yeah, this is pretty cool. This is a good story. I'm glad this I happened. I hope traction. I mean, I hope we get the next Caitlin Clark after Caitlin Clark. You know what I mean? Like, I hope that this shows that we can really invest in these women athletes and, and see them for the impressive athletic specimens that they are. Yeah. This will be, I mean, right? We had Nebraska, was it Nebraska volleyball? Did their, their thing. Yeah. Now we've got this going on, so this is, these are good. These are good uh, positive moments for women's sports. Uh, More sports can... is always a good thing. Indeed, former University of Miami star and NIL powerhouse Haley Cavender announces she's coming out of retirement, entering the transfer portal, intending to play during the twenty four twenty five season. How much money do we think she can get, having almost an entire year, not entire year to? To get this done, I'm sure she has like three to six months to play the NIL game. I don't know. Right, this is just odd that right, her and her sister both. Yeah, so they they were done. They were done playing. They were done playing basketball. And then Haley comes out and says, bah! "I'm coming out of retirement, and I'm going to play not this year, but next year." If it's weird, NIL everything about this there. seems weird. If the NIL money's there. And I have time to get back in yeah, shape. That's the thing. If the NIL money's there. Yeah, and to get back in shape because she's probably lost the step being off. I don't know if you should be allowed to. Yeah. Should you be allowed to do that in college? Just be like. I mean, if you still have eligibility. Yeah. You have to obviously go into some type of academic program. Like, like Drew Aller just decides to take next year off and keep training and working to get better and then come back in a year and, and negotiate yeah. and be like, well, this school can give me this much, this school can give me this much. Like, I know they do that, but to actually say I'm going to take a break from what I'm doing, I don't know. I mean, after that, if you probably you have to just state that intent and then your scholarship's gone, right? So, yeah. So now you're getting NIL, but you're probably yeah. not getting scholarship. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. No, at Miami. Like she's looking to go somewhere else, apparently. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like your scholarship well, wait, at Miami yeah. is gone because yeah. you've stated you're not playing. Yeah. So is one of these other teams giving you a scholarship and then NIL on top of that again? Yeah, if you're going then they can they can choose yeah. not to give you any academic scholarship or otherwise. That's their yeah. that's their prerogative. All right, the Kansas Jayhawks men's basketball program and Coach Bill Self won't face any additional serious punishment stemming from an FBI 27 investigation into the program and college basketball itself. It was talking about uh, apparel company Adidas. Adidas was the issue its hand um, as they were considered boosters when two of them arranged payments to prospective recruits. So that was the ultimate 
issue at hand. Um, a independent panel ruled last Wednesday that the Jayhawks will be placed on three years probation and will have to vacate all wins from the 2018 se- season, which led to a final four appearance. Does that mean WVU beat Kansas twice that season? I don't think WVU gets a win. I just think Kansas just gets, doesn't get the win, Alex. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's good I thought. Saw, I saw a thing, Alex, that said, oh, well, just get WVU the Big 12 title for that year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wish. You I wish. Don't want it. We would have an asterisk. I don't want it that way. Okay. But probably because now they're like with all the NIL stuff, why continue to beat a dead horse? Like, well, at least basketball in this particular situation is getting it more right than some other issues that have come yeah. up. So I don't know. Nate, how's baseball going? Uh, I'm not watching it, but let me check the score real quick. Jim, your favorite team is in the middle of it right now, and they are down 2 nothing in the fifth. Go Rangers. So in the ALCS, we have the Rangers versus the Cheating Bastards, and then that is the game that Nate just updated on. And then in the NLCS, we have the Diamondbacks versus the Phillies. Game one is going to be, as you're listening to this tonight, so Monday. To nobody, I don't care about baseball. I might watch whenever the World Series comes up. But all right, how about in hockey, Nate? How's things going? So in the hockey world, we're about a weekend almost now, and Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs has scored hat tricks and back-to-back games to start the season. Oh, so, and, so let's see if they peak too early, because you know. The Toronto Maple Leafs have notoriously not made the Stanley Cup Finals in how many years? So, Jim, you think the sky's falling to Columbus? <laughs> you want to see the sky falling to Toronto when they don't make the finals? Yeah. So, on top of that, um, our teams so far, the Pens are two one and zero with a shutout victory at Washington, a home opener loss against Chicago, and the game that Sam and I went to the other night against Calgary, where they won five to two. Jim's Kraken is yet to see a win. They are 0-2-1, having to face all three of their opening games out on the road, losing in regulation to Vegas and Nashville, and most recently, a shootout loss at St. Louis. Is this just because they're not in the crack house yet, Jim? Tons of time. Tons of time. I mean, that I agree. There is still a lot of time in the season, but is like, are you getting concerned about how long you're going to be able to wear your apparel? No. So you're a fan through and through. I'm a fan. They start 0 and 10. We We're on the teams this year. Nope. We are okay. good. All right. Go check it. We are good. Just checking. Solid. That's the end of the interesting news and in Just checking. Just checking. I hear you. All right. Jim, <laughs> you're up. All right. <laughs> what are you laughing at, Mom? <laughs> Quit looking at TikToks. I'm not looking at TikToks, you jerk. Seems like he was based on that answer. A <laughs> so, two questions for the boys. More, one for Alex. The rest of you can chime in on. And then one for the boys. Alex, I spoke with some West Virginia people. Okay. The hate for Dana... Versus the hate for Rich Rod. Is that geographical? 
are the Wheeling area people more mad at Dana, while other areas of the state hate Rich Rod? Is this a geographical thing? Mm, no, I, I don't think so. I think it's, I think that you probably, honestly, down in like Morgantown, have a younger population of people on campus and stuff. So they're probably hating like Dana Holgerson a little more because it's more recency bias. Mm -hmm. um, I think people like, um, like my dad's age, I think are more on the camp with Rich Rod's worse because of, you know, the way that he left. I was in like middle school. So I think that it's more based on your, your era of life than it is gotcha. location. Gotcha. I don't, I think there's just as good a chance that people hate Dana Holgerson down South as there is up here. Gotcha. There's a camp that still says, even though Rich Rod screwed us over, he's a, at least he was a better coach than Dana Holgerson was in my opinion, in my opinion, at least overall. And he had more of that like gritty drive. And I think that people like that. So they're like, well, they would rather have him back than Dana. I think Dana technically had more wins. I don't know. In like, well, I mean, Rich Rod was average. part of the reason that you got put on the map. Yes, as exactly. far as a football program, yeah, like he exactly. kind of built, he kind of built that. I mean, no, well, I mean, outside of the Don Nealon, right, right, right. Yes, but so yeah, I think there's just it's a different. I think it's more generationally based than locationally. Okay, and last, you've run a marathon. What do you do after? Nate. Pass out. <laughs> okay. That's if I run a marathon. Nate would never <laughs> run. <laughs> but in a hypothetical situation, Nate would pass the hell out. Completely unfathomable because there's literally a 0% chance that Nate ever runs a marathon. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like how he went to the third person. <laughs> this person you're speaking of would never do this. <laughs> um... This is just from like my conversation with people that I know that have run marathons because I do know people that do this. They typically like just go drink. That that's probably what I would do as well. Like I feel like the pain is coming. I'm gonna find out ways to dull that pain in as many ways as possible before it happens. Yeah. Um, Alex. I'm probably gonna eat like a Snickers or something. I don't know that I would cross the finish line. So I saying, can't say that I would ever finish. Well, okay. I understand. You said if we ever ran a marathon, it didn't say that we finished. Or this I, was the question, if we finished, when we finished a marathon. I just don't know that I would. I, I'm really concerned. Like, I think I would just drop. Yeah, I think I would eat, like, something that made whatever felt good like i feel like i would need some energy and then i would take like an eight hour nap yeah what this is there's a major the injury happening in this game yeah it's a little unclear i mean yeah. it wasn't was it didn't look anything too serious on initial contact but he's still down the ambulance on the field yeah i don't know if it's like a head neck injury or did they pass out that they ran a marathon they ran a marathon <laughs> what no, I think it's a some kind of spinal injury because it, the way that they're lined up to move him looks like they're trying to maintain spinal precaution, not like backboard sea collar thing. Okay, it was Harris well, running back for Damian Harris, Buffalo. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, everybody, let's hope Damon Harris is okay. And then we find out in the week to come that things are good for Damon Harris and everybody in this game. As always, remember to follow us on our social media at Sports Gym Muff on Instagram and Twitter, sportsstuffw forward slash Jim, Amber Sam Muff on Facebook, on YouTube. Subscribe, comment, rate, review, poke like. Take a get the bell off. Ding, ding. Do all the things and be sure to catch this week's edition of the betting episode that are coming out on Thursday. And to do all these things, you have to tell a friend, make a friend, be a friend. (laughs) Fuck a high state.